for tuning in for the next episode. I hope you're enjoying your day. Everything is going amazing. You don't have any crazy deliveries or crazy claims to deal with today. Um, so stay tuned for this uh, next episode. I'm really excited about it. It's, our, it's a great interview. Um, somebody who's been sharing his experiences with Thuro, you know, for the past little while. Um, I hope you find this useful and please let me know if you have any comments below of what you think and whether you'd like to see more of those or you'd like to see more of the, you know, more behind the scenes of, of real life, how you deal with situations. Um, so stay tuned and thank you for watching. Basically, like, how, how did you get going on this? I think that's going to be the best, the best, uh, can summarize that in like 15 seconds. <laughs> how did I, yeah, so how did I first get started? Yeah, and I mean, not started like your first car, but like, how did you decide that, you know, this is, this is something that you could be doing on top of what you're doing, like your second and onwards? Um, there's two main reasons why I got into Turo. Uh, the first one is uh, my wife's car. Decided to die on her mm -hmm. in a '99 Altima, okay. and um, we needed another car. So I actually uh, had talked to Ryan Labadee, mm -hmm. and he—he's a car guy. I was a car guy. I've known yeah. him for years before okay. Turo, even mm -hmm. the whole Turo thing. And uh, he, you know, said, you know, I can look for cars for you if you want. And I was like, sure, pay your finder's fee, your thing. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he kind of slipped in the, well, I can teach you how to drive it for free. <laughs> Interesting. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, tell me more about that. So while he's looking for the car, he's explaining how right. Turo works. And um, we eventually pulled the trigger on the Audi, which mm -hmm. was, a, was my wife's car. And then mm -hmm. uh, we were going on a cruise. He said, you know what, put it on Turo, see mm -hmm. what happens. And uh, while we were on the cruise, nothing happened. Which I was like, oh darn, that sucks. But right as we got back, we got our first booking. Since then, just been kind of adding more cars. So mm -hmm. it's kind of, kind of, kind of that, and then a little bit of work stuff. You know, trying to, trying to figure out to make how to make a little bit more uh, supplemental income. Mm -hmm. What I was already making, you know, we had a baby, and then we had another mm -hmm. baby coming. So we're just kind of planning things. You know, maybe we need some extra cash. See how things go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. So it's essentially you got like you upgraded from a '99 Altima to a more or less recent Q5, exactly without paying for it and then making something on the side. Okay. Yeah, I basically found a way to not even worry about paying mm -hmm. anything for it. You know, just taking the risk. You mm -hmm. know, of somebody else driving it to mm -hmm. end up paying off. You know, it's it's lean. Sure. And uh, being able to drive for free, which mm -hmm. is, you know, it's unheard of. You know, you don't think about things like that at all. Even with right. Uber and Lyft, you're not really thinking about it that yeah. way. Yeah, because no, it, so. it takes your time. This does not require your time, I think. I exactly. Think that, that, that's one of the best uh, best things about Turo being scalable is that in Lyft or Uber, there's only so many hours that you can put in. Um, exactly. Exactly. And that's it. Um, okay, cool. So, anyways, there, there's a couple of things I wanna I wanna look for, and this is gonna be specifically to you, right? So, like I told you, I wanna interview a couple of people and see, you know, what are, what are the experiences. Um, this is mostly aimed at people who, you know, who got their first car, they tried it out, they figured it out. Okay, cool. Maybe they got a second one, maybe, and now they're trying to see, okay, how? Why am I not making what I was expecting, and how can I make more out of the situation. 
Um, so I think this is this is where you know you you're I think you're very fortunate to know Ryan ahead of time before you even started on this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was fortunate to have a mentor. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and you know that that's really helpful for for you. He's very strict in terms of the questions he's asked. Uh, he's personally asked me a lot of questions when I was selecting the Tesla for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was very helpful as, a, as an insight. I still bought it even though he told me not to, but... You know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you, you pull the trigger at a risk. That's, that's, that's part, yeah, of game. Exactly. part of the game. But yeah, like for me, it was more important to own it versus to make money on it, right? Right, um, right. So, okay, cool. So tell me, uh, can you tell me a little bit more, like right now, um, so how do you determine what cars would you buy next and what price are you looking for with the current um, situation? Yeah, It's, it's tough because um, you have to play, you have to pick and choose your battle mm-hmm. with uh, what strategy is going to be the best strategy for you. So mm-hmm. for me, um, I'm taking the route of, you know, fast return on investment, which mm-hmm. means more profits faster. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of my cars, you know, I always look for, I mean, things have shifted recently, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of the things I've been doing in the last, you know, before, it's almost a year now since I started, mm-hmm. um, I've been looking for cars, you know, under $5,000, mm-hmm. uh, fairly low mileage, decent reliability, um, you know, maintenance not through the roof. Uh, things that I can keep on the road as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm aiming towards the people that are going to be long-term renters mm-hmm. and also looking at people. Um, and originally I wasn't looking at people for day trips, but now mm-hmm. it's with the market being kind of, you know, kind of weird uh, through this month, mm-hmm. you know, uh, being able to drop the prices on vehicles like that doesn't feel as bad because if I go and buy a Tesla, let's say, mm-hmm. and I can't rent it out for $200 a day, yeah. and I keep dropping it to $140 a day, $120 yeah. a day, then well, then where do you find, where where am I going to be stuck at where mm-hmm. I'm not making any money anymore? So with mm-hmm. the shooters in the turtle game, mm-hmm. uh, the cheap cars, you know, you can rent these things 25 bucks, 24 bucks a day mm-hmm. at, the, you know, at the very bottom if you really wanted to and mm-hmm. still make money. Right. Um, and, you know, give or take a few claims here and there, smoking mm-hmm. fees and stuff like that. I mean, you can make a little extra money. But mm-hmm. for me, in my experience in the last year, <clears throat> I still haven't <laughs> run into any major issues, mm-hmm. which is, you know, count your blessings. But mm-hmm. um, but for me, you know, as I've gotten older and wiser <laughs> in the game, I'm kind of leaning towards buying more expensive vehicles now. Okay. Just because... I, I can get more time out of them. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, the best example was I bought a, I bought a 2008 Chrysler 300 from a dealer guy, mm-hmm. really good price on it. I think after 4,500, um, you know, made a few thousand on it, but then all of a sudden things start breaking. Mm-hmm. So now I'm eating into my profits mm-hmm. and I'm getting, trying to figure out what's going on with it. Engine stops, starts to stall. And then I realize, you know, I'm, you know, it's kind of, kind of a loss at that point. Right. Um, but then, I realized the beauty of the shooter game again because mm-hmm. as I put it back on the market to mm-hmm. sell it, I almost you know doubled my profit after mm-hmm. selling it. You right. know, somebody wants to buy it for a price, um, and you know I made more money on it than I thought it was going to. So mm-hmm. I mean, I still kind of won. I, I won mm-hmm. on the buy mm-hmm. um, as long right. as you can keep those cars on the road. So mm-hmm. you know, my original 
concept was to you know get these cars paid off, the shooter cars, within eight months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Get my return investment back, pure profit, and then decide if I want to reinvest in it or mm-hmm. if I want to play with the money. You know, it depends mm-hmm. on what it, you know. Depends on what's going on at the moment. Now I'm kind of graduated to you know I'm looking for cars that are like eight thousand dollars or more. So you're upgrading more, a little bit newer, you know, yeah. stuff like that. But then I'm also playing, you know, with the idea of where your Tesla was an example. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to get a GTR. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with the whole thing with Logan Tran happening, right. is GTR getting destroyed? Not that the newbies would know what that means, but I mean, right? It's everything's a risk. Even in buying a shooter is a risk. But with the mm-hmm. shooters, if you lose something, it goes into a you're in a total situation. Um, you can win out because you buy a car that's $3,000 or cheaper and mm-hmm. you get a total vehicle. The ACV on that thing is still probably going to be more than what you bought it for. Probably, you yeah. win. And yeah. It's kind of weird to say that you win on a, a vehicle being destroyed, but you know, that's part of the game. You right. know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think I think you answered the, the question in a, in a very similar way that a few people brought, brought this up is that the money is made on the buy, essentially. Mm-hmm. Is that this is the most important thing to, to look for is to get a good deal because um, if the car is totaled, you have to win. If um, you're running it for eight months and you want to resell it after, that's pure profit of what you resell it for. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're only breaking even and you're still paying it for it like two years down the line, maybe not the best, uh, maybe not the best return on, on investment on that end. Yeah. Right, and again, and again, like you said, um, you know, you can win. You, you want to win on the buy always, mm-hmm. no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of the nature of the world, you know. You, mm-hmm. It's you know, I, I was in real estate investing before this, mm-hmm. and I tend to get back into it. But it's the same concept. If you're if you're in a roller coaster, mm-hmm. right, the market's like a roller coaster, mm-hmm. and you can get under that. You know, you're a little bit under that mm-hmm. roller coaster. You're mm-hmm. always winning, and if you're if you're able to get a little bit of a spread. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of the goal even with cars, except you don't have an appreciating asset. Everything's mm-hmm. just depreciating, right. right? So if you can, if your line's like this, mm-hmm. you're trying to buy something under here, you're still going to win. Right. Um, but you also have to know what you're doing. Like, you, mm-hmm. have to, you don't want to buy a car that's super unreliable and you're mm-hmm. spending $100, $200 a month of your profits pumping it back into it. Yep. You know, you want to try mm-hmm. to keep your maintenance down to yep. know, 20 to 50 bucks a month, maybe. So, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely something I can relate with on uh, on my Mini Cooper. Um, so it's not a car actually I purchased for interior. It was my personal car that I've had. Um, there's a long story to it, but essentially it was abused to many people and my friends and family and business partners. So you know that car went through hell. Now it's it's on the, it's on Turo, and I just got like a major breakdown again, and that's another thousand bucks out of the way. <laughs> You know, but but again, you also have to look at it as like uh, if you were a fan of a Mini Cooper, yeah. right? Um, let's say you bought it because you liked Mini Cooper. Exactly. Like you so know, you, you knew to, you were going into if you knew you're going into it with the risk of okay, I know mm-hmm. I'm getting a BMW, I know I'm getting right. a Mercedes. These yeah. things may are maintenance hogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then you have to kind of accept it. Now, mm-hmm. me going into it like okay, I'm going to buy a GTR. Mm-hmm. You know. They were sports cars. I've always wanted one. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I got a ninety, you know, a ninety Supra, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want it to get destroyed. But you know, if, if you're going to destroy, if you're going to, I don't know, 
it's, it's a fun car to drive. It's mm-hmm. nice to have. It's paying for itself. It's making mm-hmm. some extra cash. But, you know, the end game is if you're going to, if you're a renter with my vehicle, mm-hmm. you steal it or you total it. <laughs> because that's the only way you're going to, you're going to win out. Because if you have to deal with claims and your yeah. car's out in the, in the shop and mm-hmm. it's not on the road, then you're, mm-hmm. you're kind of losing at that point. So right. I kind of understand what you're saying with the Mini Cooper. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's one of those risks. You know, you know, it's a high maintenance vehicle, mm-hmm. but you almost have to know you're going to eat the cost a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like planning to sell that one and get rid of it, and you know, get something that's going to be easier. Um, right. Well, everybody who's who's driven and have only positive things to say about it because it is extremely, extremely fun to drive. Oh, I love those cars. It's, yeah. it's 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 an amazing car. It's just not worth it. You know, um, okay, cool. So now another another interesting question here. You know, a location is something that's been discussed a lot, oftentimes. Um, you know, I, I think like I, I have a personal idea that location is very important as to where you are, um, because most of your renters will be, you know, if it's easily accessible by public transit, close to metro area, close to the airport, or something like this you'll have an easier time getting bookings because part of the algorithm works works that right. way. Um, what are your thoughts on that, uh, on location? Would you purchase, let's say you're in the suburbs really far. Uh, I, I personally don't know where you are, so it's hard for me to tell you, but um, right. if you're really far in the suburbs, would you consider it like a parking lot near the airport or downtown for like 100 bucks a month per car? Um, would, you, would you think that would be bringing... Like, would that be a valuable, a valuable to, thing to look into, or yeah? Um, I guess it depends on the scope of things. I mean, for the newbie that's mm-hmm. getting into it, just so like, sure. hey, I'm going to get my car at Turo. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have a car payment. Mm-hmm. Location probably isn't as big of a deal. You're just trying to put your car out there or put a little feeler mm-hmm. out there sure. and uh, make a little bit of cash. Mm-hmm. For guys like, um, for for guys like us that are turning this into a business, you know, it's right. starting out, it started out as a side hustle. Now mm-hmm. it's turning into an actual business. Um, location's pretty important. Um, if you're out in the suburbs, say you're 30 miles away from the airport, mm-hmm. uh, or from the city, chances are you're going to struggle to get rentals, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you have people coming into the airport for the most part traveling mm-hmm. like Arizona, yeah. for example, Ryan and I, we live one mile away from each other. We also live, 12 to 15 minutes away from the airport. Mm-hmm. So us being able to do deliveries and okay. stuff like that is mm-hmm. very, very nice. Um, I've actually, uh, and, and we have a lot of guys that we're friends with here as mm-hmm. well. You know, Carlos, for example, mm-hmm. he has a lot right next to the airport. Mm-hmm. He, you know, that is one of the most beneficial things for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he probably gets a lot of rentals because of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing that we work on is... We will do the airport deliveries, mm-hmm. but if we can get them to come to the house mm-hmm. and save some cash, then mm-hmm. we'd rather do that. Okay. I personally, uh, I kind of got fed up with doing deliveries. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it takes way too much time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not worth, you know, it wasn't worth the sixty bucks that I was mm-hmm. charging back in the day. No. So I started upping it. Um, I took the algorithm that the machines take using. And I decided to just kind of take advantage of it and mm-hmm. put my cars at the airport. Mm-hmm. 
as a delivery, excuse me, but um, they'll put it at such a high price that most people won't use it. Right. Unless you're, you, most people that do rent it, they're like family, big families that mm-hmm. are coming in that don't, mm-hmm. that want the car, but they'll, they don't mind paying the $120. Mm-hmm. Or people that are wanting, that want a high-end car like an Audi, right. they don't care. They're yeah. just throwing money. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, for me, location still is important. Mm-hmm. I mean, being close to the airport really does help. People just hitch a ride over. Yep. It costs them, you know, 12 to 16 bucks, depending on the time of the day. I also give them, you know, uh, my Uber code mm-hmm. or my Lyft code so then they mm-hmm. can get $10 off the first ride. Mostly older people mm-hmm. use that, utilize that. Mm-hmm. Um, but would I also be interested in moving my stuff mm-hmm. over to something closer? For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to do a full remote setup, I think, is the only way to be super profitable mm-hmm. in this business. If you're spending any, you know, any minute, extra minute mm-hmm. on this business right now, um, you know, it's not a bad thing, but if you want to maximize your profits, mm-hmm. then you need to be able to do anytime, anytime rentals at any hour mm-hmm. of the day, yeah. 24-7. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why guys, you know, like Sherwin in Boston... Mm-hmm are really efficient at what they do mm-hmm. and they're really profitable because mm-hmm. they have a system in place that can run 24 seven. Whereas mm-hmm. for me, you know, it's, you know, I got a family to take care of, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm, when I'm sleeping, I can't really do much. Right. I do have a remote pickup system, mm-hmm. but if it's midnight between midnight and seven o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. you cannot rent a car for, at least for me. Mm-hmm. That's something I want to work on. Mm-hmm. But that also that also makes it a little bit harder because I have to spend a little bit more money investing in more of a remote mm-hmm. unlocking setup. Right. Even though I have a remote pickup setup already, mm-hmm. so you know, um, but being able to move all that stuff to another location a mile away from the airport where you can mm-hmm. just shuttle or something like that, totally advantageous to mm-hmm. to my business. Mm-hmm. I, I would totally agree. Okay. Okay. And on that same front, uh, do you use any like tracking devices uh, in your cars? Would you have? Um, if yes, why would you? Why did you pick those uh, compared to another one? Well, surprisingly, I don't have any tracking devices. However, <laughs> however, um, I did look into Automatic Pro for a long time. Yeah. Um, but as I saw, the people that use it with bigger fleets mm-hmm. have issues, um, more yeah. issues with the company itself, mm-hmm. saying it's not really made for fleets. They um, straight up said that it's not. Right. <laughs> it's, it's really not built for that. Um, but I actually recently talked to Sean Cox a lot, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm looking into installing um, installing the gold star mm-hmm. GPS stuff into yep. that system. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be something I put in every vehicle. I got to, mm-hmm. there's only one thing I can, there's only one thing. He said that this, this is really important to me. Mm-hmm. One thing you can actually add value to the car disappears. Mm-hmm. You don't know how, and you don't know where it's at. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's kind of a, kind of a big issue. Yeah. So I, I'd rather I'd rather have something at least insist in place, and that's kind of what I'm I'm leaning mm-hmm. towards right now. So. Okay, okay. And I believe this one. Well, not I believe. Like I mean, I have a few of those. Like that's what I'm using uh, here. Um, it's one to me that the, the choice was quite simple because it was one of the only ones that supported Canada as like a cellular network. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Automatic, Zuby, all those. They don't they don't work here. 
So you, you're yeah. stuck. And this is a one-time fee you pay depending on how many units you buy. It's approximately 150 to 200 bucks yep. for per unit um, at the end of the day. And it's, it's a one-time fee, right? Yep. For three years. Um, yep. The car will not live three years probably. So you'll just swap them in and out to other cars. Exactly. Um, so yeah, and I think I think one of the guys who really had that set up nicely was um, AG. Uh, he shuts off. He turns on the kill switch for the engine at the four-hour late period, right? Oh wow! So wow. he books. He racks in the full two hundred bucks late fee, and then just goes and repo the car. I think that's a, that's a pretty good uh, you know max in terms of maximizing your time and right. your money's worth. I think that's a pretty good system um, from that point of view. Yeah, I mean, and he was he was out of California too, right? Yeah. So it seems it seems like your market market matters when it comes yeah. to the kind of renters you have, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know what kind of renters are in Canada. I feel like Canada is actually pretty good, except for yeah, when they wreck your car. But <laughs> no, um, for me, you know, it's I haven't had a lot of experience with the bad renters because, yeah. um, and I don't know why. Maybe it's the way I talk to them. Maybe mm -hmm. it's you know, I, I really focus a lot on my customer service with people. Mm -hmm. I treat them like they're, you know, like my brother or sister, like my family. So I've only, you know, right in the beginning, you know, I had a couple smokers. Mm -hmm. But since then, not really much going on. You know, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't, don't really benefit from the extra fees or anything like that. No smoking things. Mm -hmm. uh, no, no over mileages at all. Like, it's just people are... They're extending right when they need to be. They're yeah. bringing it back early. And I'm just like, I can't do any. I, I, I don't know right. how you guys do it. Like, I don't yeah. know how people get fees from there. And like, right. I just, and I guess it's a good thing. I mean, it's a good thing because again, it's less wear in the cars. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to last a little bit longer, less time being out, being clean and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, mm -hmm. so maybe I'm just lucky. I don't know. That's, that's a tough one, but I will, I, I still want to get my stuff mm -hmm. with trackers because mm -hmm. The one time it does happen where I need to figure out what the car is, you know, I'm messaging them, hey, you know, where you at? You know, knowing that, okay, last time they were pinged, they were in Vegas, and I know they're not going to make it. So, bam, I'm going to call Turo, tell them yeah. the information, yeah. and let them deal with it, and hopefully the car comes back. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Um, now, so this, I think, in terms, of, in terms of luck, I think it really has to do, first of all, with the types of cars that you rent out. I've personally, um, you know, I, I've, I've went like all three, all three tactics. Um, you know, I've rented extremely expensive cars like the Tesla and the Porsche. Mm -hmm. I've rented regular run of the meal, you know, 2016 leases, uh, Volkswagens, Nissans. And I also rent out shooters now, 2007, 2008. Um, the biggest issues actually come from the people who rent out the shooters. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're the ones. You know, they're the people who are scrambling for for the last for the last money, and they're the people who are not used to be respectful towards those other people's properties. Right. I've had you know zero smoking claims on the Porsche or, or the Tesla ever in like over forty trips. Um, whereas it, over the twenty trips on both of my shooters, I've already had to deal with like two three late fees, couple of smoking claims, and somebody cracked something, you know? <laughs> so, um, right. Uh, yeah. So and, and it comes, it, it, I think you're, and I, I understand what you're saying because yeah. my Audi gets a lot less 
a lot less issues with anything mm -hmm. than the shooters I know. You know, sometimes I'm trying to like, hey, you need to extend it, yeah. and they don't wait to the last second. Mm -hmm. And there's a you know, there's a couple times where I have people that are like, oh my god, you know, I went, I meant to extend, and I'm like, okay, well if you if you're gonna rent the car, I'm either gonna charge you a late fee, mm -hmm. 50, bucks, 50 bucks an hour, to four, up to four hours, or you're going to have to rebook the car. Yep. So then most of, 100% of the time, they rebook the car immediately, they take all the pictures that I mm -hmm. ask for, even if I tell them, hey, you need to take these pictures too, or give yep. me a closer picture of the odometer, mm -hmm. um, and that ends up working out for me, but um, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm kind of in agreement with that, that um, the shooters are definitely going to bring in a little bit of a or varying clientele. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I don't want to generalize, sure. but um, but it definitely brings in a lot of people that don't have a lot of money because that's the beauty of Turo, right? You don't mm -hmm. need a credit card. So yeah. um, being able to just load a debit card mm -hmm. or, you know, I just got a paycheck and I really want to rent, mm -hmm. a, I really need a car for the weekend. You yeah. know, that's that's kind of the advantage, but you also, mm -hmm. also has its caveats for us mm -hmm. as hosts because those cars are more than likely subjective. They're subjected to really bad things. So I, I, I totally know what you're saying there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like my worst experiences were actually with, uh, you know, the regular car that I had, like a 2016 Volkswagen that was that disappeared for a few days and then came back completely like damaged, scrapped, disgusting inside, still can't wash it off. <laughs> Um, like smoked in and everything, and the guy went over like 500 kilometers back in the day when I was charging three dollars a kilometer, and there was no cap. So I got lucky; I made like 1,500 bucks out of that. So it was like wow, great. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, like other other than that, like generally speaking, I've had just a lot of um, okay experience with more expensive cars than than the cheaper ones, and right. that's why right. I'm, I'm thinking. You know, like you were saying, for the deliveries, like I charge 120 bucks for deliveries. I've done one delivery in the past six months on anything that is not a Tesla or or the Porsche. Even like I have the, had this guy who rented a Tesla for a day. He requested a delivery. Awesome. Like he didn't care. He just wanted yeah. to try it out, and he couldn't bother, you know, picking it up. That was an inconvenience, yeah. and he still drove me home after. So oh figure. god, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's you know, like go go figure something. Like so, you're dealing with, um, and that's personally, I mean, uh, something I've learned in, in business school. One of the first rules that we had was um, the customers that will pay the least will give you the most trouble. Mm -hmm. The more they complain, the less they pay. And that's the right. kind of, a, and here. Again, obviously, I'm generalizing. There's some, you know, I've had some of the sweetest renters um, book my book my shooters as well. But generally speaking, that's statistically, you know, eighty percent of that is, is going to be like this. Um, yeah, and it, it, it brings in a lot of different ideologies mm -hmm. when it comes to um, why the shooters are really good because mm -hmm. you can collect a lot of damage fees. Yeah. You can collect a lot of smoking fees, you can collect a lot of cleaning fees, mm -hmm. you can collect, you know, your cars are more likely going to get totaled, yeah. who knows what those factors are, and that's the thing, like, it's 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 a game that you either decide you want to play that way, mm -hmm. um, or do you want to try to run a legit, mm -hmm. legit business and not rely on that type of stuff, because that's kind of like fool's money, because 
Right. You're just playing with fire at that point. You don't mm -hmm. know if, I mean, if, if you're banking on your cars to get destroyed, yeah. then there's, it's probably not the best business practice. Um, whereas, um, max utilization is more important to me, mm -hmm. you know, making sure my KPIs are important and, every, mm -hmm. and, and those vehicles in my, those KPIs for each vehicle are reducing enough where I can keep them. Mm -hmm. You know, do I want to keep running this vehicle that's only making $300 a month? Do I mm -hmm. want to, do I want to in, uh, invest in fixing something on a vehicle that's making $800 a month? Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's all these different factors and mm -hmm. stuff like that trying to reduce your costs, but um, the higher end vehicles is going to bring in higher end clientele. Yep. The lower end vehicles are going to bring in everything. Mm -hmm. You know, you could get the you can get the richest guy that just wants yep. to be cheap, or you can get the really, really poor person um, that just again has no respect. So uh, it's just it's a risk. Mm -hmm. and it's a game. It's a fun fun but scary game that you play. Yeah. So mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's a very interesting one. Like you said, you know, there could be some really rich people that rent cheap cars just because they just need something cheap. Mm -hmm. You know, like I personally, you know, now, now that I've driven all kinds of cars, like I don't care whether I'm driving a Yaris or I'm driving a Porsche. At the end of the day, if I get to point B because I need to, I don't care. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, I, think, I think it's something that made me a little, like, I would say a lot more humble in terms of how I treat, um, you know, people, how I look at other people driving expensive cars. I don't like look at them with envy anymore. I'm just like, okay, cool. You know, good job. You're able to afford that. I respect that. Um, and I'll have the same look. Like I'm not going to be, you know, running around and be like, oh yeah, look at me now. I have this really nice car. Right. Um, I, I think that's something that Turo actually brought me that I wasn't expecting. You know, it's it's humility to to accept who you are because the car is not for you. The car is for the status that you have exactly. of, of an owner. You know, right? You you don't you 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 kind of humble yourself a little, especially if you have a Yaris. Because <laughs> I mean, they're simple as vehicles. You know, I mean, I drove everything growing up mm -hmm. um, between really nice cars and yeah. just really cheap cars, and it's like. Um, when you have a nice car like a Porsche mm -hmm. or a yeah. Tesla and then it gets rented out and you have to jump in your Yaris to go to yeah. work and you're kind of driving, you're driving, you see this guy pull up in his Tesla and they just kind of like, you know, give you a smirk and you're just kind of like, oh my God, dude, seriously. <laughs> like I have six cars at home, man. <laughs> like that probably, will, they all cost more than anything that you have in, in right. your garage. So it's like, you can kind of you kind of kind of smirk yourself at that a little yeah. bit, you know. It's like yeah. uh, you know, well, I got eighty thousand dollars worth of cars. Like I have ten cars, you know. Yeah. It's it's kind of a fun. It's 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 not like I'm trying. I never like mm -hmm. be like oh, I got ten cars. Look at me. But yeah. Um, but it's kind of nice to know that you know you're taking these extra steps mm -hmm. to to really build a, a legit business yeah. and um, you know, and maybe every once in a while you can treat yourself, you know, treat. Mm -hmm. You, as a host, you can use your credits to rent a nice car, or yeah. you can get a nice car and mm -hmm. then have the fleet pay for it. You yeah. know, there's lots of different things you can do. That's mm -hmm. the beauty of it. So, mm -hmm. um, you're not really limited to anything. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. Cool. And tell me, what a, one one thing I think a lot of uh, a lot of us made a lot of mistakes in is, you know, as you as you came in and started doing all this, like. There's there's a couple of things that you probably overestimated. Mm -hmm. um, 
what would be what, what would you think would be like the biggest thing that people are currently overestimating when they're choosing like their second car or, or third car you know? um i would say one of the biggest things that people overestimate is the time mm -hmm. um the time you actually end up putting in mm -hmm. even though you let's say you're you're comfortable doing one car you know yeah. you have two cars at home mm -hmm. you know your girlfriend's letting you rent out her car yeah. and you're like you know what i just can make this a business mm -hmm. let me go buy another car well now you got now you're underestimating the time and the cost mm -hmm. for what you're having to do because mm -hmm. now you have two cars you're renting out mm -hmm. double the insurance mm -hmm. double the problems so yeah. You have to really kind of set the thing that you're 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 underestimating is the system to put in place because mm -hmm. what took me what took Ryan let's say years to master mm -hmm. he taught me all the mistakes mm -hmm. to not do right and then I took those learned my I ran through my own mistakes mm -hmm. you know underestimating the time it was taken to right. put in these mm -hmm. put in to get these cars cleaned and stuff like that, or even wait, wait t taking too much time to clean stuff mm -hmm. um, and not realizing that my time, if I spend too much time on my fleet, then I'm really losing money. Exactly. So, you know, I learned that pretty early on. But mm -hmm. I think people really need to make sure when they're getting into this, um, you need to have a system in place mm -hmm. and you really need to have the right mindset. Mm -hmm. um, as much as it is being a good business person, if you mm -hmm. can't, overcome a lot of the fears and the risks that you're going to go mm -hmm. through mentally mm -hmm. and the emotional attachments to these vehicles, you're going to lose. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, if I bought, if I bought a 1990, you know, 94 Supra, mm -hmm. which was my baby and I'm like, Oh God, I can't afford it. I got to put it on Turo yeah. and rent it. And the first mm -hmm. time it gets rented for $200 a day, it's destroyed. And mm -hmm. I'm, Oh, and I'm not mentally ready for that. Yeah. I mean, I would just, I would be done. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to do it, but if I know that I'm buying that vehicle knowing I'm trying to make money with it, and mm -hmm. I know that if it gets totaled, I'm going to be okay, mm -hmm. then I'm, I'm going to be fine with it. But mm -hmm. that's the thing is uh, you, you really got to be mentally prepared and have a system put in place mm -hmm. because if you don't, you're going to get burned real mm -hmm. fast. And, uh, and I, I can see a lot of people that are jumping in too quickly, mm -hmm. even in the group that we're in, you know, mm -hmm. the big group. A lot of these people don't understand the work it takes. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of late nights, mm -hmm. a lot of early mornings, mm -hmm. um, and it's a lot of a lot of figuring out how to fix problems um, mm -hmm. through a phone. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like it's it's it, your kind of technical support, customer service, and um, and their mom and dad. You know, you're trying to keep them safe, right. make them sure they're happy, but then you're like, oh god, you have something that's broken now you don't know how to use the app like oh my god like it's there's a lot going on there's yeah. a lot going on it's not just mm -hmm. beep, boop, 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 and make yeah. money you know yeah. it's it's not automated nothing's yeah. automated um yeah. besides our messaging so yeah. you know so yeah actually that's one that's one thing i guess i wanted to to check in a little more so you said like you said you know systems systems are extremely important to put in place um now like we're, we're both like familiar with the systems that we both use uh, in that sense but like let's say let's say you're trying out you're getting a hang of it like you like when did you hear about uh, about street smarts as a system like how did you come around to understand that you need something like this you know it's funny because um 
automation is one of those words that you kind of get caught up in. And most of the things that are automated really aren't automated. It's, it's kind of usually a joke, especially in the marketing world. Mm -hmm. So um, when I finally got to about, I think five cars, mm -hmm. maybe six, um, I had, I had heard from, I had seen Zach, mm -hmm. uh, Zach post about something. Right. And I think I was looking into it and I was like, what the hell is street smarts? And this is back in the old system, right? right? This is way back. So, um, you know, he kind of explained it and said, you know, you can do a trial. And I was like, oh, free trial, let's do it. And then, you know, he told me the cost. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, it's pretty inexpensive. That's half a day mm -hmm. for a car. Yeah. So the cost is, there was, it's, for the cost, it was worth it. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, as I looked into it, you know, and, you know, I was like, trying to figure out the best way to run my fleet um, as efficient as possible. So I was, you know, getting copy and paste mm -hmm. applications. I was mm -hmm. finding yeah. every different app I could on my phone to like, okay, somebody rented a vehicle, copy, paste, but it was becoming a pain in the butt because I'd mess it up or mm -hmm. I'd be sleeping and I couldn't really do anything or somebody extended and I didn't see it and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I, I just didn't have a really good system. So mm -hmm. then I kind of looked and saw what, uh, street smarts was, uh, was offering mm -hmm. and, you know, automated messaging, auto, ex auto accept extensions, um, auto this auto that. And I was like, man, this stuff really is automatic. Mm -hmm. And as it's evolved, um, especially with 10 cars, mm -hmm. man, I tell you without it, I don't know. I don't know how I'd be able to, to handle this thing. Mm -hmm. Like the, like the Michael Oates of the world, you know, that have 40 plus cars and just doing this stuff on their phone manually all the time. Like mm -hmm. no way. There's no way. Yeah. Uh, it's taken, it's given me a lot of, it's let me sleep really mm -hmm. because, you know, even though my stuff automatically turns off mm -hmm. at midnight, you know, and then turn, it turns availability off. I know that at the earliest a vehicle is going to be available is about seven thirty. Mm -hmm. So I know that if I hear my phone, that probably means I should probably check it and make sure that, you know, if I'm on instant booking, which I'm on instant booking on everything, mm -hmm. I can take a look at it and see what street smarts did. Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about sending messages. Yeah. I don't have to worry about somebody extending in the middle of the night. Cause I get mm -hmm. a lot of people that extend at like three o'clock in the morning. And I'm yeah. just, if I wasn't awake and the trip ends at eight, Seven, yeah. Yeah. You know, then I lose money. So I've mm -hmm. made more money using the system and having things put in place, auto messaging, mm -hmm. just everything. And now, you know, with them implementing, you know, metrics and stuff like that, you can kind of really see where you're, you can start really seeing detailed um, mm -hmm. parts of your business, which yeah. is really nice. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, Obviously, there, there are a couple of systems that you can use, and one of them is either you do it manually, you hire somebody else, you use StreetSmarts, and you use GetRound in symbiosis with StreetSmarts to you know, get the unlocking. Now, fortunately, it's not available everywhere, so that gets a, lot of, a little complicated for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, like I feel, I feel like, to me at least, um, the, I, I think it depends on the type of work that you do and the type of life that you have. Um, but, you know, my, my experience was really that, you know, as, I, as I'm shooting weddings sometimes, I can't just say, 
hold on your ceremony. I have to answer this guy. And right. sometimes I don't check my phone for a whole day, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my close friends, they, you know, they know that already. My parents know it. So, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm good on that front. Like, my wife knows right. about it. So, she knows that if I don't answer for eight hours, it's Saturday or Sunday. Well, I'm working. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's normal. Exactly. But renters don't know this, right? You, you've, you've mentioned that, um, you know, you have to be kind of like, their mom at the same time because you have to explain how things work and everything. Exactly. Um, so to me that was that where my break even point was essentially three cars where I was like I can't handle this, I can't answer all the time. And I already had somebody kinda of working for me, my dad, which who's retired and he's super happy to help out because he's he gets some something to do, right? Because he has nothing else to to do at this point. Um, right. Plus, it's something that he enjoys, so you know, it works out for everybody. Nice. Um, but he still has the Soviet area customer service approach, which is not fantastic. That's <laughs> <You> know, great. <laughs> um, so that's why you know I, I try not to give him things like this to do because he right. it'll, it'll right. end up it'll end up in the, in, the, in a bad <laughs> situation. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So, anyways, um, yeah. So, actually, like, how how does how does your significant other feel feel about this? Like, you doing this? Like, you probably took a lot of time off your off your hands, you know, doing all the cleaning, all the all deliveries, which you don't do as as much anymore. But mm-hmm. you know, like, how does how how does she feel overall? Um, um you know, she, it's more or less. Uh, it's ex- she's accepting. She accepts the whole thing. The whole thing. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it wasn't uh, wasn't easy. Um, not that everything, not, nothing's easy at all. But um, but uh, you know, it, it took a little bit to, to explain and understand, like the reason. You know, why are we doing this? Why are mm-hmm. we expanding? But then, as the numbers rolled in mm-hmm. and potential of it, um, mm-hmm. it was easier to accept. Mm-hmm. And um, with Street Smarts, it helped me because I didn't have to <laughs> always on my phone. Yeah. Um, unless I had to answer specific questions, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it just becomes a routine with us. You know, we, we still have, we can spend our time with the family at mm-hmm. night. When I get home from work, we still have time on the weekends yeah. because I have a system where <clears throat> I usually prepare everything, um, prepare everything at night. So mm-hmm. if something's sitting and not rented, it can be rented. So they don't have to mm-hmm. really worry about it. So the only thing that has to be done is they have to get to the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to try, I try to let her not worry about it as much as possible. And then mm-hmm. every once in a while, it's like, okay, you seem to take pictures of the vehicle, you know, hide the key or something like that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been it's been pretty good. It's 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 evolved. It's mm-hmm. definitely gotten a little easier mm-hmm. um, through time. But it's you know it was a lot of trial and error trying to make sure mm-hmm. that we could make it work mm-hmm. as a team. And then we mm-hmm. had another baby, so then it was like. Like, oh my gosh, maybe, maybe I got to really refine my system. So, um, now I really, um, have to, you know, put in, put in some extra elbow grease, Mm -hmm. you know, um, even though it's most, you know, 90% of it's automated, I still have to spend the 10% making sure the vehicles are at least clean enough where I don't have to really worry too much about Mm -hmm. people being like, ah, this thing's filthy. So, um, so it's been it's been pretty good. It's mm-hmm. been really good so far, and um, you know, the goal is to just go and scale and get bigger. Yeah. You know? And then just making sure everything's in place for automation, mm-hmm. automation, automation, or else 
also be a losing a losing game yeah. for us. So. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think that's uh, that's an important thing that you bring up in terms of like time, how much your time is worth, and I, I feel like a lot of people can get carried away with, oh, this is so fun, and you know, even just today, you know, I was washing. Um, so I have a car wash in my condo, so it's like fantastic. And I'm like, okay, great, I can save so much money going through instead of going through car washes. And today I was washing the Porsche. It's a big car, it's a KM. It took me 40 minutes to wash it. Um, it takes me 10, 15 minutes to wash a Mini Cooper. There's, it's a diff, there's a, I'm starting to realize a couple of these things. I didn't vacuum it, right? I just washed the outside. Um, so, and because, you know, it's black, so it's super shiny, so you can't leave a spot. Um, I think, I think white cars have a big advantage here. Yeah. Lighter cars always have better when it comes to dirt, so. Yeah. Like white or white and old, ideally, so you don't, you can't notice. I, I don't think I've ever washed a Yaris. I bought it like three months ago. I've never washed it. It's still, it looks like junk. It's still like junk. You know, nobody complained ever. Yeah. People know what they're. They know exactly what they're renting, so they yeah. don't really mind. Usually, usually renters just mind. They as long as it's vacuumed mm -hmm. a little bit and there's not trash everywhere. Right. People usually don't care too much about the outside, mm -hmm. unless you're in the higher end vehicle. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas BMW, Audi, Mercedes, Porsche, Tesla, mm -hmm. like people rent those because yeah. they're nice cars. They don't mm -hmm. want. They don't want something filthy. Mm -hmm. You know. I, so I. I it, it takes a lot longer to clean, that's for sure. That's something you have to really be careful with mm -hmm. and have a good system with because for me, I can get the Audi cleaned. If I have to go through a wash, I can get the Audi cleaned about 15 minutes, mm -hmm. maybe maybe 10 minutes, yeah. depending. Um, uh, but you definitely have to spend a little bit more time on those. Yeah. Whereas like, and obviously the size of the vehicle, minivan, yeah. minivan's going to take a lot longer than any vehicle. Mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. pull the seats down. On, other than the thing, there's crumbs. And, right. Pain in the butt. Um, yeah. So I, I know what you're saying it's mm -hmm. it's kind of like a weird, kind of a weird thing where you're like, oh man, I'm actually spending, even though I'm making more money on this vehicle, I'm spending yeah. a lot of time working yeah. on this vehicle as well. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, today, so today was probably one of the last times I used the free car wash in the basement because I can get it washed through spray for eight bucks. I'm like, you know what, between eight, spending $8 and 15 minutes and spending so much energy, so I can't, I can't do anything during that time. I can't even listen to music because the, the sound is too, yeah. is too high. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's totally worth my time at this point, right? Mm -hmm. Out of, okay, so I'll make $8 less on my rental, but I'm washing it because I'm renting, right? That's the whole, that's the whole purpose of it. Um, exactly. That's it's like spending five dollars on even though you're you know you're making let's say you have a thirty five dollar rental mm -hmm. coming up. Yeah. If it's filthy, I'd rather spend the five minutes spending five dollars to get a car washed really mm -hmm. fast yeah. and dried off and then vacuum and take a few minutes to vacuum it than mm -hmm. trying to go outside and hand washing it. Like right. it's just not it's just not worth it. You just have to. Mm -hmm. fit, you're gonna to have to pay for efficiency sometimes, yeah. and that's kind of kind of part of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, cool, cool. And I guess my I guess my closing question on this front would be where where do you see where do you see this going? You know, in, um, in the next like three years or five years, how do you how do you envision? Because 
I feel like a lot of us have put in a lot of eggs in that basket. Um, obviously, nobody can know for sure what's going to happen, but you know, with the, with a lot of kind of issues that things are kind of cracking down. You're saying you know, time is um, time is one of them. Um, that's how I think a lot of people who are driving for Uber or Lyft are not really making money, they're losing money after depreciation and time. It's not like a profitable job to do. Mm -hmm. um, so like, yeah, how do you, how do you see, how do you see this going into like, you know, three years, five years from now? Um, it's hard to tell. Um, it seems like, you know, now that I'm a power host and all this stuff and be able to get yeah, more of the insight, I know. <laughs> Getting on the getting more insight to what's going on in the company, mm -hmm. um, and I plan on trying to get in more and deeper and deeper with the team. Mm -hmm. um, I think they they're taking big strides in keeping the company open. Mm -hmm. Now, what does that mean for the future of owners like us? Do mm -hmm. they are they going to stop letting people run shooters? Are they going to mm -hmm. um, only allow high end vehicles? Mm -hmm. You know what? what kind of stipulations are there going to be dealing with the airports situation mm -hmm. right now? Yeah. We don't really know. And I think the only thing we can do is adapt every day and try to anything that comes up, you know, if we have questions, we have to make sure we ask questions directly to Turo and, and see what's going on in their heads. And they're, they've been pretty good at answering those questions mm -hmm. for us, even though it takes them a little bit of time. Um, but for me, you know, the sky's kind of the limit. Mm -hmm. um, I don't plan on slowing down. Um, I'm at a really good point with 10 right now mm -hmm. that I can slowly see my money coming back to me mm -hmm. um, instead of reinvesting, reinvesting, right. reinvesting, which I like reinvesting because it just it's like compounding interest. You know, mm -hmm. you add one yeah. more card, it's an extra $500 a month. Right. 4000 turns into five, 4500 then $4,500 mm -hmm. 5000 in a couple months, and then you mm -hmm. just keep... And I can yeah. buy a new car every month. Like it's just, it's it be, it can get really crazy, but you also can overextend. You don't mm -hmm. really, and I don't want to overextend mm -hmm. because as much as I'd love to be in the hundred K club, mm -hmm. you know, um, I also want to do it right. And I want to make sure that I'm building business credit as well, mm -hmm. because the business credit for me is going to be kind of a big deal because then I can really decide what I want to use that for. Mm -hmm. Do I want to buy a big lot? Do I want to partner up with somebody? Do mm -hmm. I want to, find somebody that knows what they're doing mm -hmm. and see if they'll invest with me. Like there's a lot of different factors mm -hmm. um, and a lot of different things that I want to do uh, in the next few years, which I won't, won't tell everybody now, but yeah. you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of plans in the, there's a lot of plans with a few people that we want, you know, that are, that, that could potentially be a big thing. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I see it being a good thing. You know, a lot of people are shifting over to not owning vehicles. People mm -hmm. are, Taking Ubers and Lyfts, you yeah. know, I have renters that have sixty trips under mm -hmm. their belts, and they're just locals. You know, they yeah. just rent vehicles. They don't own a vehicle. They can't afford a vehicle. They don't have the good. They don't have good credit, and I expect that, especially from this generation. Mm -hmm. You know, and my kids are like, God forbid, my kids are, you know, doing the same thing. But it's like, you know, they don't want to own homes and stuff, so no. they're not going to own cars. Yeah. And um, I think this is a great service for people understand vehicles and understand the market mm -hmm. and can adjust to the market. And, um, and I think, uh, the sky's the limit right now, mm -hmm. 
but that doesn't mean that any you know tomorrow tomorrow the company goes bankrupt and that's the thing that people also have to be prepared for as well that we didn't really talk about is mm-hmm. having an exit strategy mm-hmm. because just like in real estate you want to make sure you have an exit strategy if something mm-hmm. happens and i know that if something goes wrong i can sell all my vehicles for almost how much i bought them for mm-hmm. and i've already made money on them right. so then i get all my cash back and i figure mm-hmm. out what the next venture is mm-hmm. and that's kind of how i see it for my mm-hmm. future yeah cool cool yeah, I think I, I think that comes back to um, you know the exit strategy approaches. Uh, I think somebody was asking like, oh, so I have uh, I have this guy I want to uh, partner up as a business. I want to open an, an LLC. Um, how do I go about it? And I think one of the best advice there was um, sit down, say that you're closing the business, and go backwards from there. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great. Um, that's a great strategy and you know there's a couple of subjects that we haven't talked and I'm not really sure how deep I want to dive into that because it's so different state to state and that's taxes and insurance Um, you know it's I I see a lot of people asking like okay so you know just you know Oates bought like 10 cars at the end of the year why because he needed write-offs because he made so much money you know like all the money that you're seeing that's coming into your bank account well you have to pay taxes on it like it's not it's not free money. It's right. not you're if you're making five thousand a month, you're not actually making five thousand a month. Yep. You have to um, you know, you have to deduct, you have to do uh, all kinds of like um, how's it called? Devaluation of, of assets essentially, amortization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have mm-hmm. to you have to calculate all these things and you have to bring in business expenses like Oldstead, you know, he bought ten cars that brought him I don't know $50,000 of worth of business expenses, he didn't have to pay taxes on that. Fantastic, you know? I think a lot of a lot of people, especially when you're getting to like four, five, six and up cars, you, you have to start thinking about this. Like, am I, the income I'm making, is it worth it if I have to pay maximum taxable right. fees on it? And yeah, this is gonna be obviously dependent state to state because things are different everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think this, it's a very, uh, it's a very important subject that a lot of people forget about. Right. Um, right. And, that, and that's, that's, a, that's a really good point. And that's something I can't really go too deep in mm-hmm. because this is my first year that I'm yeah. going to get 1099. So, yeah. um, I've already hit that threshold, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's like, tw- I think 20,000, right. When you make 20,000 or mm-hmm. if you do 200 trips or something like that, and I've already hit that threshold. So mm-hmm. I've already kind of. Now, since I got into it last year, my CPA mm-hmm. knows what's going on, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I'm, I'm I do a really good job at making sure my expenses are all accounted for. Every mm-hmm. time I get gas, yeah. Anytime I buy products, mm-hmm. I need for the vehicles. If I'm going to dinner with my with my wife and we're talking about business, I make mm-hmm. sure all that stuff. I have to make sure, like, you don't want to take advantage of it, but you mm-hmm. want to make sure that you're actually utilizing it as right. well, because you know, it, at the end of the year, things. Yeah. You know, you'd be like, oh, well, I made, I made $65,000. It's like, well, now I have to pay over $5,000 in taxes. And I didn't really think about that. So it's, yeah. And you know, you're, you're in a low tax state. Yeah. 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 Like, and, you know, in, in, for in, me, it would be for more here, like 40%. Like, I think it's like 8 point something percent or something like yeah. that. Um, and, you know, like Ryan Labadee and them, they have like actual legit 
you know, tax mm-hmm. stuff they take care of. So after every trip, they make sure they yep. charge that percentage. Mm-hmm. They pull that and then they send it in. Like their, mm-hmm. their, their system is completely legit. Mm-hmm. Um, where guys like me, I mean, been in a year that scaled so big, so fast have mm-hmm. to make sure we're doing it right. So mm-hmm. LLC is in place. All that stuff is taken care of. I got to make sure I get my taxes figured out mm-hmm. early. Um, do I need to start, charging taxes. I got to figure all that stuff out. Like there's a lot of moving parts now Mm -hmm. when you're turning into an actual business, just like your photography business, you know, you have to do business things, unfortunately, like you said, it's about free money. So, um, you know, and having a full-time job too helps, which is nice, you know, Mm because I'm already paying taxes on there. So, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's something I'm going to, you know, we talk about this in a year Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, after yeah. the next tax, next tax season. And, yeah. uh, I can probably have a better answer for you, sure. but until yeah. then, you know, yeah. I have to make sure that I do the things, do my research and make sure I'm doing things yeah. right as well. Yeah. So, no, and I think, yeah, everybody should do kind of their own research on that front. Um, you know, for me, for example, to give you a contrast, uh, tax rates on anything over $70,000 is approximately 35%. So imagine that coming in and you're not able to probably deduct, um, well, suddenly out of 70,000, you only, you owe like 20 to the government right? and they want it now. Like they don't want it over the course well, of the They want it now. Yeah. They want it now. And if you don't give it, you have to pay interest on that, you know? Right. So, um, I think it's a big, it's, it's, it's a big thing that for a lot of owners that are scaling up, um, it's, it's very important too. <laughs> I agree. Okay. I agree. And that's something uh, I'm sure you'll, you'll, you'll talk to some of the bigger guns, yeah. the bigger guns in the, in the, in the, in the play area in the playground. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell you exactly, they'll tell you exactly how serious it is. Yeah. You know, self, yeah. it's a self-employment tax really. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's not, not a, not a fun, mm-hmm. Oh, I just made $40,000 free. It's okay. Yeah. You gotta make sure you're, you're paying taxes on it. So yeah. it's very serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, look, I think, I think for now we're, we're, we've done a pretty good session. It's one in the morning here, so <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to get up at six. So. I'm sorry, dude. It's, it's fine. Uh, look, I, I really wanted to, to connect with you on this front and I think it's, I really appreciate that you took the time uh, to yeah. answer a lot of these things. Um, so, you know, I know a lot of people would look at this as you know, proprietary information, and, you know, I, I completely respect that. Um, on the other hand, you know, if you're doing something right and you know what you're doing, whoever is going to be competing with you, you can still out, out-compete them. You know, yeah, that's it's, my it's personal funny. position. I, I agree, because yeah. I tell everybody that even in our space here, because we yeah. have a lot of big guys, here, yeah. Carlos and mm-hmm. Paul and Ryan and all these yeah. guys, Patrick, we, we are really, and I, I, I kind of reiterated to them in the last, at the last community party and mm-hmm. told them like, we're not really competing against each other, yeah. you know, because there's, there's millions of people that come in mm-hmm. Arizona yeah. and you know, they're either renting from Hertz and Avis mm-hmm. or they're renting from us. Yeah. And you know, we all have different vehicles and we all have different locations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We just have to, we all have to, can't really work together. You can't fix prices, but sure. Um, super illegal, but, um, but we can, we can help each other, you know, with our processes, mm-hmm. you know, to do the best we can do, um, 
and hopefully not, you know, not one person monopolizes the entire thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, and you know, some people start off doing things wrong and they're going to pay for it in the end, unfortunately. But if you do it right from the start, then, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, then things, things will go well, even if, even if you have competitors Mm -hmm. that are close by. So it's, it's, uh, uh, to me, nobody's competition. I think we're all helping each other out with all mm-hmm. the information we're able to share. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think I, I think there's uh, there's a misconception that there's the market is finite. Mm-hmm. Um, that if you know a lot of people um, and like a lot a lot of my friends here in this city were saying like, oh my god, you're buying Yaris. Why are you doing this? There's this guy who has ten of them. This other guy has twenty. I haven't seen the car. It's right. always booked because I have a different location yep. because there is so much demand for it that there's not enough supply. And that was essentially my last conversation with Turo on, on a couple of these things. Um, so, you know, one, one of the things was we have a very weird city in the sense that winter demand is extremely low and summer is like through the roof, right? right. Summer, um, to give you an idea, my prices double, triple between winter and summer. So, that's like one month. That's like one and a half months for us. Like when March hits, like we can do whatever we want and our book, yeah. our cars get booked. Yeah. But a whole summer. Yeah. From like anywhere from, you know, early June, like now, basically May to, uh, May to like October, everything is, is through the roof. You know, cars, uh, like cars I would rent at 90 bucks a day in the summer. I had to rent for, I barely got them rented for 30 in the winter. You know, I had so many things sitting around. That's crazy. Yeah. The market right now here so, is pretty, yeah, is I, pretty low right now. Like yeah. I think we bottomed the market out at like $23. Like it's, it's yeah. nothing's being rented. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got lucky pretty much all my fleets gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how Ryan's freaking out because he has like 20 cars sitting right wow. now. And it's just like, Ugh. yeah. but you know, that's, that's, again, that's, those are factors you really can't control until mm. we understand how the machine's learning. Sure. And, um, you know, mm. if Andre, what Andre said is true or, you know, he doesn't even know what the hell's going on with the machine learning. Then, um, we got a problem because we need to figure out what the hell, you know, what is it looking for? Yeah. So it's kind of a weird the, 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 the listing situation is kind of weird. Yeah. Sometimes um, it is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's an odd one for sure. Like I don't, yeah. it doesn't make any sense when I look at it every time. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's but most it's, people, well, yeah. most people are sorting anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, people are looking for cheap cars. They're going to sort low to high. Yeah. People want expensive cars are going to go high to low. So mm-hmm. it's, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyways, well, thank you so much for your time. Mike uh, was, um, really fantastic and i'm really i'm really happy that you know we're going to move forward with this because what i really want to do with these series i have no idea how i'm going to call them yet um but what i really want to do with them is you know to give people like an idea of what what, what's around and what's there and from real life experiences and you know you've I, i can't necessarily say that you've made it per se but you know you made it from zero cars to getting an Audi that you couldn't afford otherwise, from my understanding, and growing to 10 cars into like a side, a good side business that's, you know, supporting your, 
your family. And I think a lot of people can, can do this if, uh, if you're able to do with two kids, right? I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't think, I, I honestly thought with the second kid coming, it was going to get harder. And I mean, you know, it's, it's always a struggle with kids because sure. you don't know what's going to happen. And, but, you know, now you need a vehicle. You know, you need a vehicle right. to always have the kids with. So, like, mm-hmm. to make sure I have at least one vehicle. And if I don't have a vehicle to drive, I'll just go and rent one from Ryan. So right. <laughs> it makes it a lot easier. Um, it's ridiculous. He's I've spent so much of my credits with him. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's just the thing we have to remind new people is mm-hmm. you got to put in the work, you mm-hmm. know. Um, if you don't want to, if you don't want to put in the work, you don't want to put your foot in the door. You think it's going to be easy mm-hmm. not for you because we've seen a lot of people come in and out of this thing yeah. that just don't have it mentally. You know, mm-hmm. they're just not ready for it and, um, it hits them in the face and then they're in big trouble. So mm-hmm. they have to understand the risk they're getting into. They have to understand if they, if they work the business, it'll, it'll mm-hmm. do well. Yeah. Um, and it's not always going to be happy. It's not mm-hmm. always happy, go yeah. lucky. So, um, mm-hmm. Ryan's hitting me right now. <laughs> Never mind. Ryan thinks that somebody was renting from me, dropping off a car in my house, and he was just like talking to them, like he assumed it was me that they were renting from. Mm. And they're like, Who's Mike? <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I thought you rented from my friend. And they're like, No. <laughs> like, I have no cars right now. Uh. Um, um, so, yeah, actually, that was that's something interesting. I completely forgot. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting back to this. That's going to be my last sorry. closing thing. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, managing partners? Like, um, you know, like hassle-free cars in uh, Denver. Um, a few other comp- I think a few other people. Uh, the, the, like the Carlos Bazin. Yeah, Carl and... Mango merging with Lusso. Um, like bigger players that are kind of. I wouldn't say monopolizing, but streamlining processes for for people, so you're minimizing risk, and you know you pay a membership fee per se, um, and you're able to, to manage other people's cars. Let's say you you know what you're doing. You know, back to the lot idea. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of people pitch in, and then they have a hands off. Sure, they make less money, but they also have less risk of things going. Yeah, on. I think I think it's a great thing um, because it if you don't think of it as monopolization, Mm -hmm. you can look at it as, um, an efficient way to make money Mm -hmm. with, with, with a depreciating asset. Because Mm -hmm. if, uh, you know, me and Ryan started some streamlined thing, like asshole free Arizona, whatever you want to call it. Um, then people will be like, well, shoot, if I can make this amount of money and lose only a small percentage of it Mm -hmm. as a fee, why not? Yeah. They're the ones that are taking care of it. It's mm-hmm. our responsibility. Mm-hmm. We are putting the work in no matter mm-hmm. what. Yeah. So it's, it's, it makes sense because people that want to want, want to be able to hear, I'm going to buy 10 cars and give them to you. There are people out there that will do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also wouldn't mind being the guy that's managing those, yeah. you know? So like there's, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. I think it's a great, I think it's a great thing because it brings every, it's bringing everybody together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not even putting a dent in the RACs anyways. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have that much power against these guys right now. Um, hassle-free is showing that the system's there, though. Yeah. Um, and I mean, man, he's got that thing 
pretty sweet from what it sounds like. I haven't been, I haven't seen it yet. I want to go check it out next time we go to Denver. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if that was in every major city, yeah. that's, that's, that's money right there. Yeah. I would throw my cars at them. Like mm-hmm. I'd just be like, here you go. Like yeah. I'd be done with it, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, because I think, you know, a, a lot of these, a lot of these questions, a lot of these things, a lot of the risks that you're, that you could have as a, as a small owner, um, you know, you're, you're, you're talking like, okay, you have to have a system in place and everything. It's all time, right? It's all tied up to time. So I think um, for a lot of people, it would just make sense to, you know, okay, you have a car, you have two cars, cool, just give them to someone have them manage they have the experience they know what they're doing they already right. have the car wash installed the vacuum installed they know how to take 300 pictures under two minutes including the engine the undercarriage the you know everything you know <laughs> um yeah. whereas something that you know as you're starting out unless you want it to be a learning experience but then you have to understand you're it's a hobby and not a you're not making you're not actually making money on it yeah. because you're you're losing so much time on this mm-hmm. um, like on the long run I, I think that there's a lot more value into it and that's personally something I'm looking to into gathering in, in my city um, just because I see a lot of people who don't have time to manage their stuff right. they're like you know we had we had one owner here who was at 30 or 40 cars he's down to three right now because he can't handle it anymore you know, because he, he has other stuff, like he has his uh, he has his garage, you know, he, he's in the business, he's in the car business, right? Gotcha. But he's like, the money, the, the, the hassle that this that this is bringing me is not worth, I, I don't have that much manpower, right? Right. So, you know, the, a couple of things like this, I think, has have a lot of value moving mm-hmm. forward. Um, because for, for two owners to make an impact, I think some sort of, like, connection is is very important to have. I agree. I, I feel like it brings everybody together at some point yeah. anyways and um, it just makes it more efficient for um, for being the investor really yeah. you're investing. Mm-hmm. So um, it just makes it way more streamlined and it, again it's reducing the risk on your end and you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Pretty much it. Great. It's a great mm-hmm. system. Yeah, like dealing with claims and stuff like that. The first time you deal with claims, you realize that, oh, there's this, 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 this. You don't know that you had to bring it to a specific garage that had Yelp reviews and, you know, all right. kinds of... exactly. All kinds of, like, sure. unwritten rules that you can lose so much time and money, you know, going back and... Like, I, I, sp- I recently spent... Went through three different garages because there was an unwritten rule of, um, you know... The estimation has to be typed out with the VIN number on the car. It has to be typed out with the letterhead of the company. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, okay, I'll go to the to the garage that will give me that. And now suddenly the estimation was not 150 bucks, it was 900 bucks. Huh. That's so insane. Like, Look, it's not you, you wanted the est- you wanted the estimate with the VIN? Here we go. It's that's seven hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's a couple of things like this, you know, being up to date on, on this has, I think, a lot of value for, for this. Right. Um, so yeah, anyways, so I'll, I'll figure out what's, uh, what I'm going to do with this and I'll keep you posted and, um, 
Yeah. All right, man. Thanks. thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for thanks for asking me. Yeah. And uh, I hope to I hope to redo that again uh, in a few months, maybe see what's uh, what's new and how you're doing. Oh, I'm sure there'll be plenty new. So. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyways, have a good night and uh, be in touch. Take care. All right, buddy. See you. Bye. All right.